The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Oh, we're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> so exciting. Back where we belong. It just feels so good. <laughs> welcome, welcome along to the Real Pod. Welcome to Celebrity Treasure Island. None of this watered down fans versus favourites. Bullshit. This None of these is... stinky normies, no, Jane. Stinky we don't normies. want them. No. <laughs> uh, we just have pure, unadulterated celebrity on the show. Stars across the board. And I love it. I love it. Um, my name is Jane Yee. I'm joined by Alex Casey, Duncan in Absentia. I can't even tell you why. But, you know, that just happens sometimes and sometimes. that's okay. That's okay. He just vanishes and that's okay. Um, so excited to talk about this. He vanishes like the three sisters and the treasure that was never found. I really got in my head about that. I was like, how many how many women are on each team? Are we down on numbers on women? Are the three sisters going to be the three intruders that are bound to come because they're This is what sisters? I thought. This is what I thought. We talked about how there's normally 21. Yeah. There's only 18 this time. I think you could be right. Have there ever been three sisters, famous sisters in New Zealand history? The Sami sisters? <gasps> the top twins and one more? <laughs> Um, what about, there's another one. There's another one that I was thinking. Well, I mean, there's the Jeffries sisters. That would be great. Wow, from that would be Street. iconic. Tanya Maya, back from the dead. What were they? Maya. Oh, no, she was the wife. She was there. Maya. Was the wife. Oh, no, Maya. Tanya was the sister. Jay was the wife. Jay was Tanya, Maya, Maya and then the and other. Mum. No, there was another girl. There was another girl. She was the blondie one. She hooked up with Chris Warner. We're really getting off pace here. Oh, let me, let me, let me, let me. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> they should get you on this show, Jane. We keep saying it. <laughs> Are there only two Runga sisters or is there a third? I'm sure there's Pearl. Bo, Pearl and Beck Runga. I mean, look. I have four sisters, you know. Well, that's too many. That's, that's too many. Can't work. Can't work. What's going to be funny is when there are no intruders and we've just gone down a rabbit hole. Yeah. But look, yeah. we've shown how much we know, and that's the main thing. It's <laughs> a really good idea for the future if production needs some ideas. Okay. Um, Where are we going to start with this? Oh, I feel like you've probably, my notes are all two words. Every line is just two words, like lady looters. Okay, <laughs> great. Oh, lady looters. That's like, um, that could be a new like ice, ice road trackers. <laughs> it could. Also a good, um, a good pub quiz now because I know you're collecting them. I am, I am. Yeah. Well, should we just share our top line thoughts from okay. the first week? 
I wrote down, like, I was sitting by, I watched this on my own. I was smiling and laughing by myself on the couch. I think it has a really distinct vibe from previous seasons that I wrote. Yeah. It's the same show in a different outfit or something. Like, there's something about it that's very, very familiar. You know, the music, all the kind of beats that it hits. But then it also feels, there's so many things that feel really different. Completely. I mean, I think obviously the location does a lot of the work. But um, it's got such a good, like, goofy, wholesome, funny vibe that I really, really like. I I don't know what the temperature is out there in mojo-less New Zealand. But I feel like (laughs) uh, maybe we are not in store for lots of drama and tension and maybe that's kind of a good thing right now. I don't know. We've got the election coming. Like maybe we just pick our battles. Um, but I feel like people like having like Tama Iti there, who's just this incredible force, but also just like insanely cheeky chap. <laughs> this guy has absolutely made this first week for me. And I just... Summer easy alone, we have a lot to, to unpack and talk about. I was aware, I was a little different to you. I actually texted you, um, didn't I, when I was watching you this did. episode and said, I'm nearly done, F1, and I haven't laughed out loud one time. I was actually surprised by this. What about like Blair Strang freaking out about the toilets? That was hilarious. Everything Tudia Schmidt Pecky says is for me, LOL. Okay. <laughs> I have an explanation, and I know that, the, the uh, you know, I've watched three episodes now in total, and I absolutely lulled. It was a grieving. It was mm. a gr- it was It was a, <laughs> it was definitely a, I think we were funnier than that, you know, which we definitely weren't in my season. I think it was just having to say goodbye and come to <laughs> terms with the reality <laughs> that my season is like, just in the trash can now. Yeah, it's not the one we're talking it's about. It's not the one we care about anymore. I mean, um, look, it's vulnerable of you to share, Jane, and I appreciate it. But there was <laughs> also some kind of triggering moments. I saw some parallels in my trajectory with Matilda's, mm. and there was kind of things of like, you know, I know, I don't want to make it all about me. I know now what it feels like to stand in, you know, to have awkward conversations with teammates or stand in the elimination I don't know what it feels like to have Jordan Vander, what's his name, is throwing water at you. Vanderpump. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know that. But there's many other um, moments that I was like, I totally understand why you're crying right now, even though you've only been there for a day. I totally mm. get how tired you are, how hungry you are. I totally get it. And it, so there was like little triggering moments as well. Yeah. Got through the first episode, and then I just was loving it again. Good. So it's just like you've you've been through the looking glass. You've seen the other side. And it's yeah. harder for you to engage just as a, a punter. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask a question, Jane? Yes, Ti here. When you were captain of your team, oh no, did you remember everybody's name in your team? Yes, that was a shocker. Oh, right? I felt sick for Matilda. It was so stressful. It was so awkward. The whispering, which is like, I've lost your name. Ah, it is here. What you know what? Because you know, again, having. Being there, you film, you film the prime. You with these people for a few days ahead of going into the game. Can I share with you some insider you info? Know, did they film the prime afterwards? No, no, no. Matilda was quite late to uh, to the um, publicity days. I think she must have been cramming in some beauty breaks, beauty breaks yeah. for the chemist warehouse, getting those done before she arrived. And so there had been a solid day 
also where she hadn't been there. So I met, and then, you know, I, you arrive, you have to do your interviews, you have to talk mm. to idiots like me, you have to get your photo taken, you know, all this stuff. So, you know, not a defence. As the captain, you should probably learn everybody's names before the first challenge, but that could go some ways to explaining why. She also, though, I think, in fairness, she said, I've lost your name. And I bet she did and had used his name prior to that point. But in a moment, on while the cameras are rolling and she just... Also, he's Damo. She's probably wanting to call it's him Damo. It's really confusing. His name is Damo from IT. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, on our season, um, Katie called Jaden Curtis constantly. <laughs> Only called him Curtis. And, you know, so I think there may have been some of that Shortland Street effect uh, yeah. going on there. So I... But but not but not cool when you know it's going to be on the television. It's kind of your first challenge as a team, and yeah, that was <laughs> super awkward. Extremely extremely awkward. I mean, the the vibe between the two different teams is really interesting. So we've got Karaya, which is um, led by Jordan Vanderpump, <laughs> <laughs> who is the world's most serious man. And once I saw him on screen, I started to remember our conversation on the plane down and thinking like, oh, this guy's actually going to be real intense. Like he is thinking hard, <laughs> too I hard. I think he might be the villain. I suspect you might be right. I mean, the the water throwing thing was such hectic energy. I do I do think that the edit they gave him was that made it look like he was doing that a lot more than, like I think he was still throwing water in the trough as well, but they just cut it so it looked like all he was doing was throwing water on the opposing team. That was super, super bizarre move that no one called him out on in his own team even, which I found weird. But he's so... So serious to the yeah. point of like, bro, like you got to check how you're going to come across on the television with this because this is this is not like the vibe at all. He vibes like someone who read a lot of books about like leadership before coming to the <laughs> the island and just has like too much going on. He's like he's jumped the gun. I think like way too early coming in hot with all this stuff and you and you know doing that strategic move in the challenge. It's like we're in the first week. You know, give us some time to just have a bit of fun and just seeing Tama Eti getting doused in water. I was like, I think this man should go to jail. You know, I like I, made, I think he probably they, should. They made me cry. Tama Iti is at once formidable and adorable. Mm -hmm. He has just brought such a beautiful energy to his team, which I think has made, like, they're the the ragtag bunch of misfits who shouldn't be winning things. And I put it down to, you know, when they're getting their wins, I put it down to Tama Iti bringing just this mana to them. Mm -hmm. You know, he's... He's doing haka to the, to intimidate the other team and build up his own team when they're in times of difficulty. He's saying yes to everything, uh, performing karakia. Like he just and then and then just effortlessly folding Tereo in everywhere. And it's so you know we can talk about the fact that there's so much Tereo this week in the show, and it feels. They've handled it just beautifully. It just feels like a natural part of it, you know. Totally. And I think a big part of that is also having, you know, Turiya Schmidt-Peke is also fluent and they yeah, are on the so same they're, team. they're just straight up conversing, which is amazing. And it feels, you know, I know the show has really made a concerted effort, especially in the last few seasons, to, you know, fold in not just Turiya but just Te Māori in general, you yeah. know, acknowledging the iwi and the land. 
it feels so much more um, immediate and natural this season. I yeah. don't know whether that's because they've like gone to a new place and have made a bit more of an effort. I don't know. Um, but it really feels, um, again, just one of those quietly groundbreaking things, which is coming out of our primetime show. When you've got two teammates on Celebrity Treasure Island having full conversations in Tereo with subtitles, it's beautiful. It's amazing. I think part of it, though, as well, is when, you know, I think previously a lot of the heavy lifting has been done by the hosts in terms of incorporating this stuff. Um, but just the cuts to to replies in te reo mm. from, you know, from our Māori cast members and, and their look of acknowledgement and understanding of what's being said and their appreciation of it feels, yeah, it does feel at once unlike anything that we've seen before on this show or anything else. And also... Um, just really at home, like it would feel like a very natural fit. Yeah. So, yeah. I love it. I think it just showcases the beauty of the language as well that, um, you know, you get all the boomers up and arm, you know, and it's like, how can you argue with this? Like sit and watch CTI and you can see what this language, like how significant it is and what it, you know, what it can do for us. Totally. And also that it's sort of like, it just arrives so casually and doesn't come in this crazy, like, revered, signposted way that's like, no. pat us on the back at how much we're doing. Even, like, the fact that Turiya kind of, like, is almost roasting Tommy Eti for how much Waiata he's doing. <laughs> like, in that very first challenge when they were on the wall and she was like, I couldn't leave him hanging, so I just had to start singing. <laughs> singing I know. Like, you know, it's, it's just it's such a good vibe. I really, really, I, I particularly love Tohora as a team. Oh, they're great. I mean, they're definitely the team that I would want to be in were I there. Compared to zero zero percent body fat, Karaya. No, I don't, well, I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd qualify. But I don't think I'd want to be in this place at all. It does seem like a very full on contrast, as we sort of talked about in the um, teaser reaction of beautiful, hot, hot, hot. Extremely mm. cold, rainy months, and the wind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean about the wheat fields? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. They do look like wheat. I don't know what they are. You see are how I got confused? I do see how you got confused. It's just that things are different in the South Island. Grass is not what you think. No, no. <laughs> um, I'm really concerned about the wind levels and the, the number of Topley Tower things, challenges that we've already had. I mean, the wind affected a building of a puzzle that was vertical. Oh, it yeah, affected. It affected um, the grants elimination where you had the, where they were building a tower, mm-hmm. and then there was Mel and Megan's elimination battle where they were building towers. As someone who's been affected by the most gentle of breezes and building oh. a flimsy tower on an, in an elimination arena, I was just like, "This is fucked." Like, there's no way this is fair. This is the elements are definitely playing a role in who who goes and who stays here. Totally. And when they had to get even when they had to build that big puzzle, one of them had to get up on the table to yeah. actually hold a puzzle. It's actually starting to change the I entire know. nature and of the challenges. And especially like as soon as they let go to throw the sandbags at it, it's like the, the, the puzzle just toppled anyway. Yeah. Because of the wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it is, you know, I was going on about the stillness of the lake, but watching this back and also writing my um set visit piece, which We'll be out on the spin-off now, actually. Um, I remembered how choppy that lake is as well. Yeah. Like, it's not just a chill kind of, you know, glacial experience. It's It's got waves. Don't ask me how, because I don't know what a lake is. 
It's a contained body of water, right? Yeah, but like, what I mean, is I a wave? Like, is it the moon? Is it the no, moon? I think the waves come, f- I think lakes traditionally are still if there's no wind around, and if there's wind around, it chops up the water. Mm. Like if you were to put a hairdryer on a glass of water, you'd see some action. Mm, you would see some action. Okay, that was Science Corner. I also yeah. loved um, <laughs> another tummy moment when he <laughs> kept harping on about this which he talked a lot about in his interviews as well, this technique using like a bunch of ferns upside down to put into the middle of the lake and it catches a little craze that gets This stuck. is my favourite. This is where I absolutely hooted out loud in my living room. <laughs> this is my favourite scene of the whole goddamn thing. So Laura goes out. Laura goes out and everyone's like, mm, yes, of course, Thomas, you know, sage wisdom. We'll take out this thing. Take out this thing. Laura has a very difficult looking swim in the cold. She looks very puffed oh, and knackered. Very choppy. Very and then Tommy just says something like, he's like, I don't even know if that works. <laughs> something like that. And Laura, I don't, even, I don't know, even know if she could have heard what he said from where she was, but you could see that she knew what he said, even perhaps just by the body language. Amazing. That she'd just absolutely been taken for a ride. And it wasn't like he was trying to set her up. He's just like, oh, yeah, I don't really know. It's yeah. something I heard maybe that it works. I don't know. I Skip really it love it. I love it. He's he's so mischievous. And when he, like, went out foraging for daisies to add to the rice, and everyone's like, I'm good, thanks. And also, like, we're not allowed to bring almost everything, but we can bring vitamins, so we don't, <laughs> yeah, need, your, yeah. we don't need your daisy vitamins. And it's day time. one as well, and he's like, I'm going to strangle a rabbit. And everyone's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I feel like I blinked, and then I looked up, and he was beating something. on. Was that a rabbit? Did we did not rabbit? see. And again, this is like, if you listen to our last Remember When, about the very first season of CTI, where you see Danny What's-His-Face strangle a chicken on TV, I just don't think we'd see that. That would be kept off cam or blurred out these days. Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah, knows? True. Who knows what Tamaiji has killed with his hands on the show? Having just done that recap of that first um, season, seeing the camps and all the food and the utensils and things that they get given, I'm like, this is a life of luxury compared to what it was. Is it? Ago. Well, oh, oh, sorry. Compared, compared sorry, to, compared I, thought, to that I very... thought you were talking about your season. For I a actually second. wasn't this time. Yeah, no. we also had. <laughs> I'm so we used also to had it. all these same same amenities, but um, no, uh, it was yeah, it was just uh, it looks like a nice a nice place to stay. It does look like a resort. Beautiful views of the lake. Totally, especially the um, is it the Torhoda camp that has like a conversation pit lakeside? Oh, like it looks beautiful. Pit. It's like Love Island. Yeah, with the fire pit recoupling, <laughs> and the fire pits are you know they're like they've got a gas thingamajig. Like you know, there's no faffing. I I my own myself managed to light a fire at Treasure Island simply by using one of those little. Um, fire ladder things. <laughs> so it's gas. There's a gas power thing. There's a gas power thing. I must have told you that on it when we had to light our own fires at, on in Fiji. It's a lot easier because we didn't have the weather to deal with like they did. Mm. But they forgot to give us matches, so we're trying to do like 2001 era treasure island rubbing sticks together, creating flint and all that. And then we go past the other team at one point. We're on our way to a challenge and we're like, they've got their fire going. Oh, my God, Art Green's bloody, you know, done some magic trick and got the fire going. Um, And then we're like, oh, did you guys not get your matches? 
balance with arms out for what felt genuinely like about 20 minutes and everyone was just sitting around like what the fuck like she went to another dimension that day and I feel like again probably someone who's a bit um not underrated or you know um people probably don't think she's got it in her but this woman she's like a hypnobirth girl you know she does that kind of shit she can use her mind as a weapon and you need that you need that. Mel had it when she went into the elimination arena. She didn't take her eyes off her tower and she was so calm. And mm-hmm. that is so important in the elimination arena. Mm-hmm. Um, Matilda also has got the benefit of old Husbo having been on the show twice. She'll have lots of inside information about how everything works. And she is playing an individual game. Yeah. 100%. And I love that. I love I seeing love that too. so early from her and not in, 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 in quite a matter-of-fact sort of way. Like she's not apologising for it. So And she doesn't seem particularly villainous. She's just sort of like, yeah, and ultimately I want to take out, I can't remember, was it when she wanted to take out Grant. Jazz, maybe? She's like, I want to get rid of Jazz because that will get rid of, you know, competitive yeah. And then if we lose Grant, well, I think he's disposable, well, basically. who's Grant, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Nobody if knows. Lose, uh, what, what's his name? <laughs> but, yeah, I do, I do think it could bite her in the ass, though, because the problem with the way that she's approaching the game and kind of um, pulling out, put, you know, putting people into the ring who weren't expecting it, um, been there, is it, is it freaks everyone out mm. and it makes them realise you don't even um, – who, who was it that was saying she's she's clearly – I think it was Eli. Eli seems very on to, you know, he's very good at um, figuring people out. And he's like, Matilda is playing an individual game. This is after, like, one day. Mm. He's, he's on to her. So if he builds up a good rapport with people and they realise that she's a real threat in that sense and that no one is indispensable to her, ultimately, they'll get rid of her. Yeah, true. God, she's so good as well in the Kumara in a box. That was an oh, amazing she performance. She was amazing at that. God, I find that so confusing, that challenge. I'm always I just know. like, oh. Is it I there? think you get up there as the person asking questions and realise there's not there's nothing that you can say that can, like, what can I ask you? Like asking, have you ever lied in your life? It's like, what's that got to do with the Kumara in the box? You know, I you know. need to just... I do think a good tactic and one that I feel like has been used before, which Matilda embraced, was when you say things that are, like, slightly rude to kind of just disarm everybody, Ah, like when she talked about the little furry knobs. Yeah. It's just kind of this thing that's, like, it feels too specific and it feels funny, so Rink gets on board with you and then she's like, surprise, there were no little furry knobs to be found. She was very good, but at the same time, I thought the furry knobs was an overstep because I was like, I don't think they'd provide a slightly turning kumara for this. I don't think they'd provide a sprouting one. I think they'd get, they'd just, you know, they'd buy one fresh off the shelf that morning. Maybe they're chitting it. You have a chit? You know about chitting? What's that? It's just you chit. Half of a chit-chat. Can I hear what? you know about chitting? 
I think it's, is it when you like splice the kumara, you're trying to grow another kumara? Yeah, yeah, Bless yeah. Strang knows about shitting and he's looking for the toilet. <laughs> Bless Strang is real funny on this show. Oh, <laughs> they're giving him, the production are having some fun here. Yeah, he's great. I love his like funny blue glasses. I love how he just hates doing everything and how he genuinely seemed to think there was like a hotel that they would be going to every yes. night. <laughs> this guy is definitely one of those characters I feel like hasn't actually watched the show. Yeah. He's just got the call up and went, hey, why not? Um, he's had a very he, – he's not done any physical prep. No, God, no. He's not done any physical prep for the show. Uh, he, he's they're, they're kind of like really highlighting how breathless he gets and how loud <laughs> he's breathing in stressful situations. Um, the yoga, I mean, that was full on though. It was a lot. Miriam's one-hour yoga session. Miriama is another one of those people, watch your freaking backs. This woman is powerful. Is. <laughs> and also intensely funny. When she was making fun of the other team, when they saw each other for the first time, she's like, holy hell, is it Mufti Day? <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many good, like, crack-up characters this season, I feel. I think it might be the most crack-up the most crack-up cast ever. Maybe after, yeah. you know, p- previous seasons where they've lost people too early or lost... You know, comedians, they're like, let's just get all the narrators all the time. I mean, Turiya Schmidt-Pekia, when she was trying to guess who would be on the other team and she, like, convinced herself that Taika Waititi yeah. was going to be there. <laughs> She's just going to spend the whole time auditioning for him. Yeah, it's just got a really, it's just got a really, really good energy to it. It cracks me up. <laughs> um, so we have so we have Matilda is our kaihotu and we have Jordan on the other team. I think what you're saying about everyone being really funny and fun and nice, it just highlights how out of place Jordan's personality is here. Mm. And you can see as he's having his very serious conversations, people like Miriama and Eli are exchanging glances and trying really hard not to crack up like they're in primary school and the teacher's trying to give a very serious <laughs> lesson about reproduction or something and <laughs> really, really struggling with it. Um, so he's he's kind of really standing out to me as potential. I, I had said Steve Price last week. Steve Price just seems like a lovely, lovely man. He's a honey. <laughs> so take He's back. I'm so sorry. cute. I love Steve Price. He's also, and then another thing that's quite different to this season, I guess this sort of Steve and Jordan are both quite, I don't know, athletic, but there's not a lot of the kind of, you know, the big alpha muscle, art green, you know, Jonah Fahu, you know, like ripped workout yeah. kind of people. Yeah. And I do yeah. think that kind of changes the dynamic again when it's like it becomes much more of a social game. It becomes and- more of a social game and it becomes also looking at, you know, we've seen I feel like a much more even spread of talents and things across the two teams in these challenges. You know, they've each won one. Um, you know, with Tama who took out the, for, for his team, he took out the um, stamping on the plank. Oh, did you cry at this part? I cried. I mean, any other cried. team were crying. Like, it, it was so beautiful. And then what was just, like, adorable was him basically being like, you know, I really surprised myself and, you know, <sighs> him being proud of himself. And it's so funny that this show does this to you because also Steve Price, I'm sorry, he has been captain of the Warriors. He's been playing legal life. He is a, a natural-born leader who is allowing... I mean, I'm not saying he's, like, doing her a favour or anything, but, you know, he's, he's like, not once kind of made the noises about, like, I should be leader or anything like that that I was predicting. Mm. And then he just uses his brute strength to hold this trough of water up. He wins it. He could do it all day. 
totally looked like he could do it all day. Yeah. And then afterwards, he's just like, I'm just so proud I was able to do that for my team. Like, you're two days into the island. You have achieved all this shit in your life. And this is what this game does to you. It takes this silly little game and turns it into something so important to Mm. you in that moment. Like, Mm. I felt like he had just taken the Warriors for their first ever NRL victory (laughs) in that moment. And he was just like, I'm just so happy to be able to do this for this group of people who have worked so hard since we all met two days ago. (laughs) It's also nice to see people crying because they're happy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's not, I feel like we don't necessarily see that so early on on the show as well. Like, and even reflecting on the super tease, that actually some of those tears that we saw were happy tears. Yes. We just didn't know. Matilda's tears were happy tears. Exactly. I mean, oh, we haven't even talked about James Masterpick, oh. our friend in the villa. <laughs> um, I mean, he gets a, he gets a little bit stressed and has a little cry um, when it, his name's sort of getting thrown around for the elimination challenge because Matilda's got it in her head that he's good at puzzles for this some This is what reason. happens. If you are not muscular, you are good at puzzles. Mm. If you are not the person who can do all the physical stuff, you are good at puzzles. That's just how people make the divide. Yeah. There's the athletes and the puzzlers. <laughs> I know, I felt for James, but James has also had an incredible first week. I mean, when he's, he's I forget his direct quotes, but he's just sort of calling everyone like you're being you're a little bitch. Like I want to be a little shit, you know. Yeah, he's swearing a lot. I love him. I love him and Tama going off for you know a little little wander. And Tama's like reflecting on his, you know, I like his hair. That's right. His, yeah, he, I just I think that if if we can develop this unlikely friendship between these two, because just visually it's fantastic to see them walking along beside each other but just in terms of their personality you know, everything about them and where they've come from is so different exactly and we love seeing these unlikely friendships on the show well to quote Duncan Grieve this is New Zealand <laughs> you know like this is our utopia is putting all these people together and being like here's actually who we are you know we could be very yeah. different but we're all on a treasure hunt of life. <laughs> We've got some very valuable narrators in this season. James yes. is one of them. Toria, as you've pointed out, is fantastic. Courtney. Oh, um, Courtney's hats. Can we talk about her, like, lime green kind of Billy Porter tasseled sombrero? I think she looks incredible. Yeah. I love her. I mean, she was the one who said, I think, in her first interview. She brought eight hats with her? She, yeah, yeah she's, she's not prepared for anything apart from the attire. Yeah. <laughs> um, and who else was a really good narrator? Narrator? I know, I was <laughs> rolling. I was going to my, my, my <laughs> Southland arms for today. Yeah. Um, well, we've got Laura Daniel as well, Laura, who's had yeah. some great moments. Um, There's one other key one. Did we say Eli? Oh, we haven't said Eli yet. And Eli is also bringing a little bit of like a little bit of fans versus faves energy and that he's sort of like, he's doing it like you see on TV and this is yes. happening like it is on TV, which yeah. is always great. You know, he's, yeah. he's one he's, of us. Uh, uh, he's watched the show is what we get from that, mm-hmm. which is great. But it's always, it's always helpful. It can help him go far. Um, there was a weird thing, that ble- another just back to blessing, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. In the end of that trough challenge where it was Nick Afor and uh, Steve Price holding those troughs, and Blair Strang was like, it was amazing. It was like watching Black Adam versus Superman. Wait, what was that? Huh? What's Black, what's Black Adam? Black Adam Black is Adam. like, it's just not what you would say in that moment. Black Adam was this weird, was it Marvel that came out? It was a DC movie that The Rock made. The Rock was Black it wasn't Adam. Very, it wasn't uh, critically well-received and was 
the series that was planned was cancelled almost as soon as so, it came out. So are we asking why he used Black Adam versus almost any other I mean, superhero. the natural one is obviously Batman versus Superman. <laughs> like, that's just right there. And again, just Blair Strang being a freaking weirdo. <laughs> I love Maybe it. Maybe Blair Strang is really deep into the superhero universe where he knows things about Black Adam that we don't know that he is, like, connecting with Nick. Yeah, uh, he's shading I mean? Nick. Like maybe he's, he's shading a, Nick. He, maybe he's a super fan of, you know, maybe that's stuff we we yet to learn. Blair Strang has not been in our public consciousness for a long time, so we've we've much to learn about him. This is true. And he was kind of right because... You know, Nick was a flop in that challenge. He was like Black Adam. (laughs) Steve romped home. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Steve absolutely owned that. I'm loving the thing with Tame. I feel like we're starting to see something they they need to, they've done successfully in the last couple of seasons and they need to continue is have this iconic character who brings something really completely different to the game. Mm -hmm. We've had it with Susan DeVoy twice in a row. She's no way anything like Tamaiti, but she is an iconic character who brought something to the game that had been unknown. And then this is a very different version of that. But I think it works really, really well because it, it kind of makes everyone else in there check themselves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Like there's just a different energy that it brings we, uh, uh, rather than just a whole bunch of kind of mostly contemporaries. Totally. Yeah, and I, I honestly think a big part of that is is age as well, like yeah. getting people who are older and yeah, I mean, Tommy in particular brings this like incredible, like genuine, true icon status, but also just a total like <laughs> irreverence, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's like balancing two things all the time. That everyone's like, I can't believe he's on my team, but also he's sort of like trolling them and making them but go that's out. And very put similar to, to what's in, executed true. in a completely different way, but that's what Susan DeVoy brought as well, because she doesn't care. Exactly. They don't sort of care about what anyone's going to think of them out the back of this. They really do bring their true selves. They have some fun with it. They play with it. Yeah, no? yeah, it's just great. So who who have we lost? So we lost Grant first. Yeah, that was really sad because um, I was scared that he was going to be the villain when he talked about being an awkward guy. Mm. You know, you assume actors are all very gregarious and chatty, and he's like, I'm actually a very awkward person. My biggest fear coming here was going to be those first few days mm-hmm. um, getting to know people. And I know I'll be fine. I'll come out of my shell ultimately, but I just need to get through this first few days, which was just very sad words in retrospect. I really felt for him. Like I feel like good on him for actually talking about that stuff and, yes. like, kind of leaning into it because – you know, anyone who kind of suffers from social anxiety or feels awkward in groups is like, it's 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 quite an embarrassing thing to admit. You know, like it feels very vulnerable to talk about that sort of stuff that you might not be as socially adept as all the other celebrities when you're also a celebrity. Um, so I really respected him for both talking about that and the show for putting it in because, it's yeah. again, it's one of those like just totally different perspectives and experiences that you don't normally see from anybody really and one of those things that is beautiful that comes out of this show that like we actually think about afterwards and talk about afterwards even though grant is the first person to go home like he's still made a little impact here yeah i i um knew grant sort of a little bit many many years ago when he was starting out with um reese darby and they were like they were they both were doing coming up in comedy at the same time their careers have gone in you know two two different places Mm. but He's a really funny guy. Yeah. Like, he is exceptionally funny. He can hold a room. He can hold a stage. And I feel really disappointed that we, I know, like he said, he's aware that he would have come to that point 
once he felt a bit more comfortable. It's a shame he sensed, I think, that people weren't really giving him the opportunity to get there as well. They're just sort of assuming he wanted to be left alone when clearly he he was never going to be the person to push himself into the chat. Yeah. Like he would have loved to have been invited. I think Matilda forgetting his name probably didn't help. And then no. you've got this typical, beautiful, successful blonde woman who's the leader of your team. Oh, no, she's a bit brunette at the moment, brunette, actually. Yeah, yeah. In the show, yeah. Um, who's, who's the team captain, forgetting your name. And it just feels like late 90s teen high school, mm. you know. Like oh, and if you're like an awkward person who lives yeah. as a social outcast, that happening is like your worst nightmare. You know, that yeah. confirms everything you've ever thought about yourself and all your doubts and everything. I'm like yeah. amazed he even held it together after that. Yeah. I would have been... Walking into the lake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I feel like there was kind of like actually quite a significant elimination. Mm, mm. I was annoyed. Who was he up against? Jazz. I was annoyed at how much Jazz featured in the super tease because as soon as those two walked into the elimination, I was like... Well, Grant's going home because I know there's heaps of scenes of Jazz that I haven't seen We did get... well. I don't know if we saw much more in the super tease it wasn't in the first week. Like, we, he, she's already had a medical event um, during that. Was it during the trough challenge? She sort of collapsed and, and needed um, needed air and a blanket, yeah. which was quite stressful. And her her quote about Grant's the TikTokers. Grant's gone by then, though. Grant's already gone by then. So she hadn't had the medical event. Oh, true, 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 true. Oh, yeah, he was the first, of yeah. course. And then there was... I'm sad to lose Megan Alatini, I gotta proving, say. I know. She was proving to be like a good commentator as well. Yeah. She was also when she was talked about like she ate a deer's penis, I was like, <laughs> this woman needs to stick on this show for as long as possible. She ate an eyeball and I'm like, we know someone else who ate an eyeball quite recently. Uh and that man's a legend. So, yeah. you know, it immediately elevated her. That's what you um, have to do in our yeah. books. Yeah. No, it was <laughs> We won't, but you have to. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she was, uh, yeah, it's, it's those sort of, like, gone too soon. And I think we do this every season. We lament what we didn't get from those people. And then by the end of the show, we've forgotten that they were ever even on it. Totally. <laughs> and it always feels like it happens so fast. It you does. know, like, you're like, oh, I'm just getting to know her. Yeah. And she's gone. Um, and I feel bad for their experience. Like, it's just not enough time on the island. You know, yeah. it's just not. Yeah, it's true. Um, Mel got a special clue, maybe our yes. first clue towards the whereabouts of, of um, Pearl, Bow, Pearl, Bow and Bick. Um, <laughs> Crimson, I am born, yellow, I dance, ebony, I die. I don't know what that means. Is it wheat? <laughs> <laughs> Is it some kind of flower? It's got to be something natural, surely. What's born Crimson. Me? <laughs> is, it, is it the is it the sun? Is it Ebony comes up red sunlight, see sunrise in the morning? I mean, that's it's probably not, probably not. But that's the closest I can think of whilst on the spot right this second. Mm, it's just exciting. The hunt is underway already. You know, the hunt is underway, and we know that there's this crazy scroll coming. Blair Strang is going to play a crazy scroll at that some we've point. never had before. It's probably like the key to the to the crew toilet, or <laughs> and he'll be so happy. You get a night in a hotel, Blair. <laughs> Pull up Black Adam on the iPad. He'll be in there for hours. <laughs> oh, so much good. 
good stuff. So great to be back. We're seeing alliances, Courtney and uh, it's not Courtney and Jazz. No, there was Courtney and Jazz and Eli. Eli and Courtney, and then no, Eli and Jazz. And then bringing Courtney, I'm already confused. And then Jazz and Courtney with the mind to bring them together. Jazz bring and Courtney's um, alliance discussion was very strange. It I was thought. very strange. It was and then very it sounds sort of like awkward. it looks like in the teaser they're going to bring James in as well. So it's going to just turn into a classic Comedians. huge alliance that's basically most of your team. Mm. But oh no, they're on other teams. They're no, on other what, teams. Oh, who? They're going James? cross. Oh, they're crossing. It's, I think it looks like at a challenge or something. James and Laura chat too. Yes. They're um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of, is that it for alliances? There's some, again, Eli's thinking about Jordan and Matt, you know, and some of Jordan's strategic gameplay. Oh, yes, because they have the long-lasting Studio 2 alliance. Yeah. <laughs> when there was the Captain's Coup, which is something we haven't seen before very, very early on, um, that Matilda one, that was the, the Kumura in a box. But Jordan put up. Uh, Matt is, you know, potentially taking out the captaincy in this challenge that could advantage him. Mm. And that was something that Eli picked up on. So I think keep a close eye on Eli because he's keeping a close eye on everyone's strategy. Totally. And also a close eye on Matt Gibb because as we saw in that challenge versus Matilda, he was like really not wanting to give up. He really wants to um, do I things I really like Matt Gibb. I think, I think that this show has the potential to do real favours for him in terms of, like, public perception. A, as a forgotten, should have been bigger than he never was. Forgot, but also, never forgot. I never forgot. Never forgot. <laughs> You're of the age. I, I never <laughs> forgot because I'm of his, I'm, like, of his age. Right. <laughs> You're of an age where he was, like, <laughs> someone you looked up to. I'm of an age where I was, like, You're his age. <laughs> My biggest fear, my biggest fear that was not a, something we've entertained yet is what if Matt Gibb is the villain? <laughs> you know? We haven't seen any flickers of it, but it's just like that would be an incredible turn. That would be awful. I mean, I again, I, we mentioned it before that we've been told that that we'll be shocked by who it is based on our assessment of the cast announcement. Mm. But we did say Jordan was a really nice guy and all of that, so it still has the potential to be him and for us to have been shocked in that way. If it's Mac, and, and then Grant Lobin as well was another one that, like, we see was like that I was worried. So I'm basically worried about all these people that I'm like, such a great guy, and then we're shocked. <laughs> it's like the traders. <laughs> it is like the traders. The traders oh never left. I mean, Matt Gibb sliced his fingers open for the yeah. challenge when there was blood pouring down his arm. I was like, it's not going to be Matt Gibb. It's not just, he's Matt not going to be the villain. It's got to be Jordan. Because mm. I mm. think that he's going to get, people are going to get sick of his seriousness, and there's probably going to be, he's going to feel upset that that he's not being taken seriously when he's taking himself so very seriously and he's taking the game seriously and teamwork. You know, he might find out about a cross-team alliance and just feel like that's like treason. Yeah. I I feel like there's a lot of opportunities for him to spark off. And I do think, although we haven't seen it yet, um, Tohoro was so pissed off in that challenge. You could see when Tame was like doing his haka towards them, Mm. Laura Daniel was like, kicking off in the background. You could tell she was so pissed off at Jordan for pouring water on them. Like, I'm sure all of that will bubble up. And now I'm even thinking in the super tease, when Eli says something like, we don't have to like him today, that could be about Jordan. That could be a mutiny. It could be the captain's coup. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's got to be Jordan. That was very, I felt disrespectful what he did in that challenge. It was just weird. It was weird energy. 
it was too intense and it wasn't funny or anything. You know, like it wasn't even tongue in cheek. You know when they splash each other when they yeah. do the boat stuff and you're like, banter. That yeah. was not banter. It was, it was, it was psycho. It's too early in the game to make making, like to renegade on your own without consultation with your team, making the other team lose in order for you to win. I know that sounds like how things should work, but he wasn't going for the win. He was going for their downfall. Yeah. And it's I just think way. it's way too early in the game when you're so far from the treasure to be making like such ballsy moves like that. And it didn't even work, you know. It... <laughs> yeah, I mean, this fuck it is raining, mate. You're just pouring water on them. And they have you know? Steve Price. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Um, the one thing we haven't talked about as well is the charity challenges, which actually oh. surprised me that I like loved them as well this week. I just thought they were good fun. It's good to see the sheep, the sheep herding challenge we've seen before. Was this one that you did? No, did the other team did. It was on my season though. Um, yeah. And hilarious because of the pairings, you know, yes. and, and again, because of these funny dynamics where you've got like Turia being like, I'm not going to knock over Tommy Eiji. And then he immediately just <laughs> shoulder barges her over. And then you've got the finale, which was between Steve Price and James <laughs> Meisterfick. It's just chaos. And I was like, respect to James, man. And quite the setup with the with the sheep, you know, in terms of the set. And then the other team have like their whole entire set is six pieces of, of penne pasta and one piece of spaghetti. <laughs> That's right. Like, we blew all the budget on yoga balls. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, that was funny too, you know. That's But that's also the kind of thing you can do at home, which is it useful. Is the kind, I know. I mean, I immediately thought, like, do I have the ingredients for me and Alex to be able to do, like, what's the chances that both of us have the ingredients mm. to be able to do this on the pod today? And then, no, I don't have peanut pasta at home. No, I've only got ores, go It's not going to work. But we've no. got some funny body rolls from Nikafor and Yeah, that was cool. And it was cool in the moment when he, he was like, why do they keep saying that? And he was like, all I was doing is like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I can see it now. <laughs> he seems lovely. He does seem lovely. I still have a question mark. Yeah, you know? okay, okay. I don't know, okay. just because there was that quote from him in the Super Tease where he says, I can't remember. I mean, he says, me or something. He says something villainous. Um, yeah. And again, he's sort of one of those people that maybe has l- less established relationships with everybody and perhaps less to lose in terms of like, like he's True. not the most famous person in the no, past. But and he also doesn't really need to be for what he does either. Exactly. You know I mean? Like he's, his success doesn't ride on a massive sort of public following. He's Simba, you know. He's, he's Simba. Like you Simba don't get forever. much more famous than that, right? Apart like from Black Adam, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to seeing Blair Strang's journey on this show. I really am. It's one of those like little secret undercurrents that's probably not like the main storyline for me, but is very much one I'm keeping a close eye on and enjoying. Yeah, and just funny to look at him, you know, just in the group, <laughs> just in the background being so baffled and kind of like annoyed. <laughs> I just look at him and go, you dated your sister, yeah. you know? That's really hard to get past. That's true. God. Yeah. Not just to be clear, for anyone who's not aware, not in real life, on Shortland Street. That's true. That's Bunny and Donna. Good clarification. Uh, and I think that was half. Well, I don't know. Wasn't that fine in the there. end? I think it was fine. They got married and it was all good. It was all good. <laughs> all good. One other thing I want to note before we wrap up is um, the elimination arena seems much more pared back than we've seen before. It's not in one location. It's been we've seen the Elimination Arena in two two different locations. So very much a movable the bleacher 
type thing. It might True, be. Yes. I'm not sure why that is a weather thing. I'm not sure. Um, but you don't have like the fire going, you know, the, and the, it just doesn't seem quite as. Fire as, hazard. Doesn't, it's true. All it's it's middle of summer and all that week. You, you can't be lighting a single flame. That's true. <laughs> that was something they were very, very like. Well, that's why they would the have fire. had the gas powered fire thing, yeah. right? And they we had like it. a strict briefing about it and stuff because it was like, yeah, the whole place had got like a tinderbox. Oh my God, can you imagine? Oh, you touch imagine? wood. Goodness <laughs> sake. Touch it, but not with a flame. Whatever you do, <laughs> that wood would be dry as anything. Um, <laughs> But also they're doing, again, they're doing the elimination challenges during the, like, the day or, you know, it's daylight. Like, well, it's like light till, I don't know, midnight in the South Island over summer or something. Yeah, it? yeah, it, it would have been actually. It was probably light until about nine after nine. Um, yeah. So they can get So we don't have that done. same gravity of it being nighttime. But still a True. great show. I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not comparing to my season on the beautiful tropical island of Fiji. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's still a very great show. It's different. It's different. And I'm learning to let go. Yeah. Uh, of course, I just, I'm fucking loving just watching it and not having to watch myself. Watch it. <laughs> like, it's so good just to be back. Yeah, it's great. I'm sad. I'm going to be away for the next few weeks. Um, are you going to replace me? I don't know yet. I'm it's worried. To talk about, I mean, if Duncan is a no show, I don't know what's going to happen. I know James would come on. Yes, James. I feel like we can probably uh, we might be have a few special guests over the next few weeks. What's like Grant Lobbin up to? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Not much. I mean, he can't give any spoilers, can he? No, true. Oh, He's God. as in the dark as all of us. <laughs> oh, God. Exciting. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing to our Substack. We have to actually, it's going to be weird because you will hear Alex's voice on some Remember Wins over the coming weeks, but Alex is um, for this more topical and timely uh, side of the real pod that we do record fresh for you every week. Alex is leaving us. Only for, for a bit. I'll be back before the end of the season. So Four weeks? My plan is to not listen to or watch anything and then arrive back cold and just see where we're at. And I'm so excited. Four, oh, my God. And four weeks ma- from now. Are you going to mainline it before, or are you just like I think, when you get back? I don't know. Look, I say this of- now, probably it'll be impossible for me to resist. I'll probably really listen hard. to the pod. Um, but I'll be geoblogged. I'm going abroad. I'm going abroad, for God's sake. We have ways, Alex. We mm. have ways and means. Mm. You know, you're still, you're still, you're still the heart and soul of the real pod. It's very kind. That means we'll you get to watch out. these things. We'll figure something out. We'll project it into space. We just need the Black Adam. No, he's not the one who projects into space. Actually, Batman, isn't it? Superman. So now I'm getting confused. Well, but Batman's got the bat signal. We got to wrap this up. It's ridiculous. Get this out is of the here. Longest ever. Thank you very much, Alex. We will miss you. We will do our best to keep the ship afloat and we look forward to your return and just have the most amazing, amazing, amazing time away. Well oh, deserved. Thank you, Jane. And enjoy Treasure Island. Thank you. I will do. Thank you, T.I. here. Thank you, Corns. We love you. From the Spinoff Podcast Network, you've been listening to The Real Pod, hosted by me, Jane Yee, along with Alex Casey and, most of the time, Duncan Grieve. Our producers are T.I. here Butler and Samuel Robinson. Thanks for listening. Kia ora e te iwi, Tiaihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.